Blog Talk Radio. Where I'll be 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you that you hide us in the shadow of your wings, those of us that want to be in your presence, that want to stay close to you, Lord God. I am so grateful that in all of the chaos, in all of the noise, that there is a secret place, a very special secret place that you do hide us in under the shadow of your love, the shadow of the almighty God. Thank you. God bless each and every one of you. You are listening tonight to Reaching Out Radio International, and this is the In the Word with Sister Pearl broadcast. I broadcast on Sunday nights if you're listening live, Eastern Standard Time, but you may be listening in so many of the hundreds of nations that presently Reaching Out Radio has the privilege to be in around the world and at least in the six uh, large continents of this globe, you are listening. And I just want to bless you, thank you, um, just want to speak good things into your life and let you know that Jesus loves you so very much, and he makes all the difference. So um, we're going to pray, and I'm going to get right into the word of God. I want to thank God for each and every one of you that are listening. Um, Last Sunday, we spoke a word about being in the secret place of the Most High. And tonight, we're going to do part two of the secret place of the Most High. And I'm just eager to get into this, so I'm not even going to delay, just going to get into it. I bless each of you that are listening. Bless our leader, our founder for this radio broadcast, Evangelist Montel Fields. I pray that you'll be greatly blessed by this message as well, woman of God, and all who listen, uh, be you young, be you old, be you uh, male, be you female, be you middle-aged, be you teens. I pray that this word of God that he has put in my spirit tonight for you, will be a blessing and will help to fortify you in the days that you and I are living in. These are special times. And if you're ever wondering why God has you alive, right now just know it's not by coincidence because God is not a haphazard God. He does things sovereignly because he's a sovereign God. He does not make mistakes. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows why he placed you to be alive right now. And so what you need to do, like what I desire to do, is to just be aligned and cooperate with his will. Amen? Won't you just pray with me as we're going to begin tonight's message, The Secret Place of the Most High, Part 2. Heavenly Father, in the wonderful name of your Son, The Lord Jesus, I come to you humbly, understanding that in my own self, my own flesh, I have nothing good to offer, but because of the Spirit of God that dwells and lives in me, I am more than a conqueror, hallelujah, because of Jesus, 
because of his Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. I can do all things through Christ who enables me. And God, I just pray that you will anoint me afresh to bring this word to the listeners. Make come home for them. Make it understandable. Make it clear. Make it have something that they can really sink their teeth in and gain the help and the fortitude that they need in this hour. As for me, I don't want to just be any place. I want to be with you, Lord Jesus. I want you to abide, um, your Holy Spirit to abide within me. And I want to make sure intentionally that I'm abiding in you at all times. I am not too big to say, I need you, Lord God. I need you desperately. I need you 24-7. I need you every day of every week, of every month, of every year, of every decade, of every century. I need you, Jesus. And I pray that you will allow each person that is listening to this radio broadcast today or whenever they're listening, let them also understand that they're in also desperate need of you. And that even though they can try living life apart from you, it does not really work. It never brings us to the place, the high place that you have for us in Christ Jesus. And so I pray, God, that you would captivate hearts and minds today, that you would do a special work, that you will give us a desire to be in that secret place Under your protection, under your covering, I pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Now, last week, if you heard the message, and if you did not, I would invite you to please go and listen to The Secret Place of the Most High uh, from last week. That was the 23rd of January. Uh, Please listen to that message. And then this message would even make more sense to you, I believe. But um, last week, we actually read Psalm 91 twice. We read it in the New International Version, and then we read it in the King James Version. And the reason that I specifically did that is because the King James Version has something, and the way the King James terms it is a little bit different from most of the versions, most of the translations. Most of your translations, when you read Psalm 91, it says, he that dwelleth in, under the shelter or in the shelter of the most. But when you read Psalm 91 from the King James Version, it specifically says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. And I'm going to explain to you again, for those of you that did not hear or were were not able to listen to last week's broadcast, I'm going to explain to you again why I am specifically targeting that phrase, secret place, because this is the message. We're talking about the secret place of the Most High. So I'm going to read to you again Psalm 91 from the King James Version. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the smear of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Thousands shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he had set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I'm just looking at that verse that I just read. Uh, I'm looking at all of them, but the verse that I just read in Psalm 91, verse 15 says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. Not maybe. This word is for somebody that's listening tonight, because this was not in my notes. So somebody needs to hear this tonight. You know who you are. The word of the Lord says, God, your heavenly Father says, call upon me, and I will, not I may be, not I'll think about it, not when I get around to it. I will answer him. And you can put in her if you're a female. I will answer her. I will be with him in trouble. I will be with her in trouble. I will deliver him. I will deliver her, and I will honor him. I will honor her. With long life will I satisfy him and show him and show her my salvation. Now, God is not a man that he can lie. He's a wonderful, good heavenly father. He's a good, good God. As that song uh, is written, I believe it's by Chris Tomlin, that it talks about you're a good, good father. And that's who our God is, a great heavenly father that desires to deliver. Now that I give you for free. Because, like I said before, I did not plan to um, point out, especially at verse 15, but I really sense in my spirit that someone who's in trouble needed for me to say that, and we bless God 
for just pointing that out to me. And so God loves you very much. If you're in trouble, just call upon God with sincerity and honesty, and he will hear and answer you. Sometimes he does not come the moment we would like him to come. Why? Because his plans are greater and higher and bigger than our plans. He knows so much more than we do. And so we can just trust him. Now, last week, getting back into the word of God now, last week we spoke about the difference between shelter and a, a secret place. And I noted that a shelter is not necessarily a secret place. We all know about shelters. I know in New York City we have shelters, and around this nation we have shelters for people that all of a sudden found themselves homeless for whatever the reason was. We just had a tragic fire uh, in the Bronx uh, a few weeks ago that took some lives. About 31 lives were lost through a horrific fire, and many, many people were injured. Well, all of a sudden, those people that were hurt in the fire, because hundreds more were hurt, uh, were all of a sudden homeless. Not everybody was able to stay in their apartment. Some of those apartments were damaged by the fire, and so they became homeless. Now, they were sent to different shelters, and some of those shelters, we know where those shelters are. It's not a secret. Yet we have domestic um, shelters for those that have been violated domestically. That means that they were um, abused physically by their spouse or by the person that they were living with or by a parent or whatever. And so they're put in domestic shelters. But again, now these shelters that are, that are for domestically abused people, they are kept secret. But Shelters in general do not necessarily mean you will have a secret place, okay? However, in the Word of God, in the King James Version, specifically, the Word of God talks about he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Amen. So the special secret place that God has is just for us. It's just for the Lord and me or the Lord and you. Now, a secret place does not have to necessarily mean a a, a physical place when the word of God talks about a secret place in Psalm 91. It could be a a posture of your spirit, of your soul. And we'll get into that again. But it can also be a secret place, a place that you might uh, designate, that you like to go and walk there. And you can find solace there. You're quiet there. No one is around to bother you or trouble you there. You're safe there, but it is a place of secrecy. However, I would challenge each and every one of you, whether you can designate a place like that, a literal physical place like that, um, or not, I would encourage all of us to intentionally a secret place to be with God. 
Now, even Jesus mentioned about a secret and doing things in secret. Even in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, Jesus said, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now, that can be taken in two, in two ways. That can be taken that you, maybe the Lord by his Holy Spirit is leading you to do some, uh, something kind, a good gesture, a, 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 an act of kindness for someone. And the Lord is commanding us to, to learn how to do those things in secret. We don't always have to broadcast what we're doing for somebody else to know or for the world to know. Look at me. I did this. I did this. And I gave this much amount of money. But Jesus tells us to try to, if it's possible, try to do your act of kindness in secret. Because whatever is done in secret, God is going to reward you. Do not look for the reward or the acclaim of man or woman, but do what you got to do in secret. But on the other side, also learn to pray in secret. That doesn't mean that you cannot pray in church when you're asked to pray or, or doing a prayer meeting. Of course you can, because that is talking about corporate prayer. So you're praying together with your precious brothers and sisters in a local fellowship in a local congregation, but then there has to be a time that you designate, that you sanctify, and sanctify means that you set apart a specific time where it's just Jesus and you, and you're doing that in secret. The term secret place is found both in Old and New Testaments. And another reference to the secret place is found in, in those verses that I shared with you last Sunday, and I'm going to read one of them again tonight. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. I believe that's taken from Psalm 27, verse 5. Now, this tent of God is, of course, not a piece of camping equipment or an ancient dwelling, you know, you know, like, like people that dwelled in a desert and they were out in camps. But it's talking about the tent of God. It's referring to a place to hide, to be concealed in, a literal secret place where it's just God and you alone. Isn't that wonderful just to even think about that? A place designated for just you and God. Wow. Just you and God. That's it. Place that nobody else can, you know, get into your business. Now, one of the oddities of our present day, at least this is how I feel. I'm speaking particularly today in the era or period after we have already been given, the precious Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in all things. You know, I'm wondering why in these days 
so many people are seeking personal words from other people about their lives and what God wants to say to them. Because when I read my Bible and I'm taught of the Holy Spirit, I don't get that that same sense that I need to seek out, you know, Brother Joe and, and Sister Sally to give me a word about my life. I, I, I feel that I have a responsibility as a blood-washed, believing child of God who is praying, who is seeking to discern the will of God for my life, who is spending time in the word of God, understanding his precepts, understanding his ways, understanding his plan that he's laid out in the word of God. You know, why do I need to go three states away because so-and-so is leading, you know, a special meeting and they're giving out personal prophecies Why do I need to do that? Well, I don't need to do that if I follow what my master, Jesus, told me in John chapter 16 and verse 21. And it reads thusly, or it reads like this. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but whatever he hears, we're talking about the Holy Spirit now, he will speak and will disclose to you what is to come. Wow, what a promise. And let me tell you that these words, if you have a red letter edition New Testament, that, that that verse that I just read would be in red because these are the words of Christ Jesus. And I'm going to say it again, John 16, 21. But when he, and who is he talking about? The spirit of truth. Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit that he's going to send when he goes to be with his heavenly father back in heaven. And he's going to send the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. When he, the spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. You and I do not have Jesus walking bodily on the earth right now. If you hear somebody saying, oh, well, you know, Jesus is over here, or he's in this place in Russia, or he's in this place in China, or he's now come back, but he's a woman now, I can tell you, do not believe them. Jesus is not going to come back 15 different times and 15 different ways. Right now, he is in heaven with his heavenly father, but he sent his Holy Spirit to come and deal with us on the earth. And thank God the Holy Spirit is still on planet earth. Thank God. And he comes to abide in the lives of men and women that have totally surrendered and given themselves up to him freely. And this Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. He's not going to speak, you know, whatever he feels like speaking. He's going to speak what he hears his heavenly father speak. I wish you and I can follow suit. I wish we can be like that. So how does a man or a woman come to be able to hear the voice of God? 
I don't mean necessarily the audible voice of God speak to him or to her, but to discern his voice speaking to your spirit comes through the intimacy one has with God. It comes with abiding in God. Remember, I'm going to go back to that verse again. In Psalm 91, verse 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, the person who abides is the person who dwells, resides, lives, stays. The person is one to remain stable, fixed, continuing for a long time, enduring under the shadow of the Almighty. How do you like that? So it's not a hit and miss. Last Sunday I mentioned about, you know, we don't want to have jailhouse religion because jailhouse religion is the kind of experience that you have with you're in a big problem, you're undergoing some kind of horrendous situation or trial, and then you you cry out to God, oh, dear God, please help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, God. I can't take this. too difficult. Dear God, please help me get out of this. I even mentioned about people that are incarcerated. They're behind bars. They're in jail. They're not free to walk around and go every place they would like to go. So that's how come we got the term jailhouse religion. But like I said last week, it does not have to only apply to somebody who's behind bars or not free to walk around and go where they'd like to go. It could be any kind of hard, you know, difficult situation that we want to run out of, and then all of a sudden we we want to look to God. Now, there's nothing wrong with looking to God in these instances, but are you looking to God only to get you out of trouble, and then once he gets you out of trouble, then you forget about God? And if you're doing that, then you are practicing jailhouse religion. And I'm encouraging you to get out of that, put that down, That's not being sincere, and God has better for you than that. Amen. God has a lot better for you than that. Now, the person who abides in God, see, this term about abiding, it's all over the scripture, about abiding in God, staying in God. See, when you stay with God, then you get to know more of his character. You get to understand more of what he likes, more of what he does not care for. You get to understand what he is offended by. You get to know uh, how um, you may draw closer to him when you spend a lot of time with him. But if it's just this hit and miss, 
I'll just cry out to Jesus when I need him. And then after, okay, God, I'm good. Thank you until the next time. God does not want that type of a flippant relationship. And actually, you shouldn't want that either. Because I'll tell you, when it talks about he that dwelt in the secret place of the Most High, it also means something that I did not mention last week. God begins to reveal to you some of his secrets. And he will only do that as you and I are dwelling in the secret place. Oh, let me say that again. That is worth repeating. God is not willing to reveal his precious secrets to you, even some, some of the secrets about your own life. Now, I'll tell you, he's never going to tell you everything about everything, and he's not going to tell you everything about even yourself. Some things we cannot bear to hear. Some things are difficult, or some things God knows we're not ready. We're not mature enough for that at this particular stage in our life. Or maybe he just chooses, I will never tell you about this on this side of glory. And when I say on this side of glory, I'm talking about as long as you and I are on planet Earth. When we talk about this side of glory, it means planet Earth. When you're the other side of glory, it means to be in heaven with our master, with our heavenly father. So on this side of glory, you know, we just need to trust him and to know if he is not revealing something to us, he has a wonderful reason why, and we can just trust that. But there are things that he does want to reveal to us. However, we will not know but he is not willing to disclose those things to us if we just have, you know, a casual relationship with him. And, you know, the kind that likes to, you know, take a tour bus and visit God on occasion, like you visit a museum. It's one thing to visit a museum, and it's another thing to live in your apartment or live in your house, two totally different things. And what God demands of us, if we really want to be uh, into an intimate relationship with him, is that he demands that we abide. We must stay. I'm going to go over those meanings again. The definition of abide. We must dwell. We must reside not just visit, not just have a quick tour, not just come over once a month, once a quarter, you know, come over on resurrection or, or you might call it Easter or Christmas. No, he wants us to live there, to stay there, to remain stable, to become fixated there. To endure there with him under the shadow of the Almighty. Do you know what it's like to be under the shadow of the Almighty? My, 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 my. 
it's the best and safest place to be. Because when the enemy is looking to attack you, you're already under the shadow of the Almighty. You're positioned there in the secret place of the Most High. Now, we can look at that first verse two different ways. He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, under the shadow of the Almighty, or King James, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. But here goes the other way to look at that. He that abides under the shadow of the Almighty lives in the secret place of the Most High. And when we talk about Most High, we're talking about the Most High God, the one who spoke the world in existence. How about that? Can you imagine how it is to live in the secret place, under the protection, under the covering, under the shadow of the almighty God. We're talking about God here. We're not talking about some kind of statue that somebody made, you know, with their hands, you know, made of mortar and clay. Somebody designed that. I'm not talking, when you hear me talking about the most high God, I am not talking about any statue or something that somebody made and created with their own hands. No. I am talking about the most high God, the one who created everything. When you look up into the moon, when you look up into the stars, when you look at the sun, when you look at creation in the forest and the, and the lakes and the oceans and the rivers and the vast continents, I'm talking about the one who created all of that that he has made provision if you're willing to abide he has made provision for you and for me to stay under his shadow people have a saying in the world oh i don't want to live under so and so shadow you know i want to be my own person i want to be my own man i want to be my own woman but let me tell you When we're talking about the shadow of the almighty God, I want to live under that shadow. I want to to go underneath of him. I don't want to go ahead of him. I don't want to go outside of him because outside of him, there is no safety. You want me to keep it real? I want to keep it real. Outside of the shadow of the almighty God, there is no real safety. But if you would, would, would station yourself, thank you, Holy Spirit, I think that's a good term. If you would station yourself, if you would position yourself to draw near and come under the protection of the almighty God, I'm going to tell you that you are positioned to hear from God. I'm not even just talking about physical protection. I'm talking about protection from all of the storms that hit you and hit me 
in life circumstance. We can be, you know, encumbered about with all kinds of trouble, all kinds of tribulation, all kinds of testing. I'll never forget the story in Second Chronicles chapter 20 when um, King Jehoshaphat was surrounded by three different enemy armies. And he said to God, very humbly, very plainly, and very clearly, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation. I've got three different enemies and their armies surrounding my kingdom, and I don't know what to do. But I'll tell you one thing, my eyes are on you, and he's talking to God. My eyes are on you. See, when we would position ourselves to be in the secret place of the Most High, then he protects us. He will take his wings and cover us. And I'm not saying that God is a big bird and has wings. It's a metaphor. We're talking about him just protecting you like you have seen children in the natural being protected by their natural mother or their father or both. And you even see the animals do the same. When when, when an animal, um, you know, has young children, young babies, of course not children, but young, young, they're young, whether it's a, a, a horse with a pony or um, a cow with a calf. You see how the young, their young just nestle beneath them for protection, not just for food. Of course they do that when it's time to they'll go to the to their mother to be you know, to receive sustenance and to nurse. But even when there's danger, what do the, what does that young one do? That young calf, that young pony, um, that young puppy, that young kitten, they will draw near to to who they know will protect them, and that's the mom. In this case, it's our Heavenly Father. We will draw near to him. But we, we, we can't just, you know, draw near to him whenever we feel like it and then, and then spend the majority of the time away from him. We have to be intentional about developing that intimate, secret place and then stay there. And then that second verse says, I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. So no matter what is going on, and we read this so many times last week, and I read it once at the beginning of this broadcast, no matter what is going on, we will find shelter and protection, and we are covered under the shadow of the Almighty. And you cannot get any bigger and any better and any more protection than being under the shadow of the almighty. So what does almighty mean? Anything that is around, that is powerful, God is the almighty. He is more powerful than anything or anyone else you could think of. Certainly more powerful than Satan and his demons. God is the almighty. And so you and I have to learn 
how to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's a secret place right there. And he, remember what I said. He is not willing to share his secrets with those who are not willing to spend time with him. And, and honestly, why should he be spending time with people that don't want to spend time with him and sharing his intimate secrets with people that don't have time for him? Why should he do that? We wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be uh, sharing my intimate secrets with somebody that does not have time for me. Why would I do that? God wants to reveal some of his secrets to you, and he wishes for you to be confident in what he is doing in your life. But you're not going to get that unless you're willing to abide. This is not like a, you know, whenever I get around to it, or I'll come when I need you. Because if you have that sense, if you're dealing in ignorance, that means you just don't know. You just don't know. And and let me also say something tonight that's extremely important. And you might say, well, Sister Pearl, how do I really abide and, and stay in that secret place with God? You do it by faith. You do it by faith. The Word of God tells us, that whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Well, 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 Sister Pearl, I I don't deserve to be in that place, and God will never tell me anything intimate because you know I'm just such a bad person, or I'm not so. I'm not doing terrible things now, but I did horrible things before. And so, of course, God would never, you know, want to be close to me. I want to be close to him, but he would never. Well, listen to this. Why do you think you and I are called believers? We are called believers because We believe God. That's what we're called believers. And the second category of people going to hell is not the murderers and the adulterers, the liars, you know, the fornicators. Yes, they are going to hell 100% if they don't repent. But the first category of people going to hell that's mentioned. I'm talking about category. I'm not saying that, you know, first he'll send in this set and then he'll, no. I'm saying the first category of people mentioned in Revelation 21 and verse 8, of those that are going to go to eternal hell, the first two categories are the fearful and the unbelieving. And I want to focus in right now on the unbelieving. If you don't believe God and his word, you're going to go to hell. Simple as that. Oh, but Sister Pearl, you know, the the nation's, you know, pastor of of the largest church in America, he never talks about hell. Well, that's, that's 
that's really neither here nor there. It's about hell because hell is real. There's a real heaven and there's a real hell. Jesus spoke about hell. So whether I want to talk about hell or not is besides the point. There is a real hell, total separation from God, where there's an eternal fire. It's not a nice place. People that believe God, trust God, have given their lives to God, they they don't have to go to hell. They won't be going to hell. Hell is not a part of their future. Oh, but Sister Pearl, you know, God would never forgive me. Well, then you don't you don't believe what God said. He said, if you confess your sins, First John one and nine, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Oh, but you don't understand. I killed somebody. Look, I've met people that have killed. I have met. People like that in my lifetime, not just read about it, met met them. I've even hugged them. Are you saying, oh, Sister Pearl, do you love murderers? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that for whatever reason, and there's different reasons that people find themselves in. And some of it was mistake. They didn't even mean to kill the person. Others did mean to kill somebody. But now they have repented. They are no longer murdering people. And God has forgiven them. So, of course, who am I? Of course, I forgive them. And I've hugged them. And I've expressed my love for them. And I've shared with them how God has forgiven them. But, but Sister Pearl, you know, I, I did that. So heaven and having a relationship with Jesus here on earth is not about what you've done. It's not about what I've done. It's all about what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary. And you have to believe that what he has done is sufficient to cover your sin, to wash your sin, and to make you brand new in Jesus Christ. And so because of the blood of Jesus and his great love for you, you are forgiven and you're brand new. No, but 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 what about this? Because you know, I keep I can never get rid of what I've done. No, you can't get rid of it, but Christ has gotten rid of it. So you either believe what God has done or you do not. And if you do not, then you're not a believer. I I like to just speak very plain and clear. Going to heaven is not about what you've done. Because if it was about what you've done, you wouldn't go to heaven, I wouldn't go to heaven, and not a one of us on this broadcast would be going to heaven. It's not about what I've done. It's about what Christ has done. Same thing with the secret place of the Most High. Yes, God has a secret place for you, just for you and for him to to be close together. Do you believe what God says? That's the question. Because if you don't believe, you're going to go to hell. And not just because of what you've done in the past. 
but you will go to hell because you're not believing God and what he says and what he's done. And because you're fearful and you choose not to believe God. Wow. That's deep. So you need to be intentional. I need to be intentional about making sure that I'm abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. God is willing. Don't blame God. Don't you dare blame God and tell me that, you know, God wouldn't have you because of, no, don't tell me that because now you're going to be lying on God. Let's go with what God says, not what you think in your limited mind or in my limited mind. Go by what he says. This is about God. This is not about you. The part that's about you is that you need to make yourself come to God. In other words, God is calling you, but you must obey and come. You must dwell. He's not going to drag you. He's not going to force you. He's not going to make you. He's not going to kidnap you. He's not going to imprison you. He's not going to make you do anything that's against the will, the free will that he's given you. But when you're ready, and I pray that that you're ready right now, to come humbly. Again, I don't know why I'm repeating this. But I have to repeat it because somebody needs to hear this. This is not about you. This is about Jesus and what he's done for you. So in obedience and abide, come and stay. Spend time with him. I think I'm going to do a part three. I'm going to do a part three. I'm going to teach you by the help of the Holy Spirit a little bit more of abiding with God. I just sense that some of you right now are really going through some hard times, so much confusion in your mind, um, so much things even from the outside, people, wrong people, wrong relationships. Um, all kinds of attacks. Some of you physically are going through sickness, disease, infirmity, illness, pains. Some of you are going through persecution. I want to pray with you right now, and we will have a part three to this. I really sense, I did not think that we would need a part three, but I sense now by the Holy Spirit we do need a part three to the secret place of the Most High because God wants you especially now. He's always wanted you there, but but you need to be there in the secret place of the Most High. Heavenly Father, you know every man and woman, every young person that's listening to the sound of my voice in this teaching about the secret place of the Most High. God, just embrace them. Put your loving arms around them. Draw them close to you. Those that do not have a relationship with you, God, tell them to just cry out to you. Cry out to you in sincerity. They don't need any special words. They don't need 
to read from any special book to know how to pray. They just need to talk to you humbly and with honesty and, and, and ask you to, to forgive them and to clean them and to make them whole. God, for those that have already been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and Father, so many people that are listening around the world are going through hard times. Holy Spirit, just be there right now. Embrace them. Deliver them. Give them a word in season. You said you would speak to your people. You would show us what we need. You would guide us. You would lead us in all things. God, do it that your name would be uplifted and that your people be blessed. Until next time, Heavenly Father, bless your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. This is your Sister Pearl within the Word with Sister Pearl. Until next time, God bless you. He loves you so very much. I love you too, but he loves you best. Bye-bye. God bless you.